What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. People were just pawing at Chris Jones, just pawing at him. You know, he's trying to put his roast beef on. He's trying to scoop his mashed potatoes. He's trying to get his peas and carrots because this is a typical Saskatchewan meal. And he's like smiling. Oh, yeah, we're going to be good. We're going to be a good one. Yeah, we're going to be chopping wood. Coffee turned around and goes, you're going to get tired of that crap real fast. And Jones is like, nope, just like home. Nope, just like home. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Yes, guilty as charged. Welcome to the RP Show, Hour 2. As you can see, if you are watching on Game Plus Television or YouTube, we are live in South Florida where it's very windy. Light drizzle, the forecast says. So I moved the set over a little bit out of the wind. Darren is inside in Toronto, ready to talk sports again here in Hour 2. He has his Jets jacket on. That's Winnipeg, not New York. Uh, as it pertains to Canada's top team in the National Hockey League. I can't believe that it's created this much debate, but that's what we created this show for. It's been a lot of fun. You still say Vancouver, right? Canada's best NHL team, if I have that right? Okay. I say it's the Winnipeg Jets, and I believe it. Winnipeg people know me well enough to know that I'm going to say it, what I think, whether you like it or not. Kevin, the medium who works in our sales department, has said Vancouver. And last hour, we had Scott Laughlin join us from Sirius XM NHL Radio, and he said Edmonton. I'm like, what the? None of you said the Leafs. So were you just trying to not uh, jinx the buds or what? Or do you, you know, not think I they're think, the best team in Canada? Well, I, I think, you know, honestly... Between Winnipeg, Edmonton, Toronto, Vancouver, I think the line is so razor thin right now. I think you could put them in the Yahtzee Cup, throw the dice out, and make a compelling argument for each one of those four teams to be the best team in Canada. Um, I would think the Oilers probably are the odd team out just because they're not in the, they they had the rough part to start to the year. But they're on their way to being at the top of that list too. So it's, it's, it's a four team race in Canada. Yeah, coming up later on this hour, by the way, we will have our NHL top five, bottom five. And I'm looking forward to bringing that to everybody for Bet Regal. We'll see if Moose agrees or not in the viewers and audience. Uh, by the way, just to recap where we were an hour ago, for those that just joined us in hour two, uh, we talked about NHL leftovers last night. Pittsburgh winning in a shootout at Montreal. Sid the Kid. Is he tying or passing Mark Recchi for, I think it's 13th all-time points in the NHL. Uh, it was a big night for him. Jets won big comeback at the LA Kings, and that's why I have them as the best team. They won three or four games on that Western trip. Jets are hot, man. Just don't tinker with it and screw it up. Talked about Canada's World Junior uh, team was announced last night. The cuts were made last night. It came out across the wire at 8 p.m. Eastern, which is new. Again, it caught me off guard because, as I know, for 100 years, it was, we're not making the cuts at night. We make them first thing in the morning. 
It was just a, it was just a, it was a sports thing. It wasn't just Hockey Canada and a World Junior thing. It's like don't cut a player at night. <laughs> in in retrospect, is that how much life and society has changed, Darren? Because it's, it would be like don't fire somebody at night, don't dump somebody at night, don't tell somebody you need a divorce at night because they might go do something dangerous. What the hell would stop him from doing something stupid first thing in the morning? What's the night got to do with it? But that was always I the know. thing. Canada wouldn't cut the guys at night because they were afraid they were going to do something and harm themselves. I feel like, though, they didn't want to wake up the kids anymore with that death knock on the door that, hey, pack your stuff. It's time to go yeah. home. Wipe the sleep out of your eyes and don't cry because you're out of here. You know, like they would do it in the morning. Now it's just such a non-factor, you know. Games, the second game against the U Sports is over. We deliberate for an hour. Boom, cuts are in. You're out. And that's it. Moving on. And they just make it not a big deal. Whereas, you know, I, there's a human element to this, right? So it does suck to get cut. You don't want to make the players feel bad. But it used to be that every little thing, getting together, selecting the pre-tournament uh, camp roster, making the cuts every single one of those things was treated like the biggest deal and that's what built up the world juniors into what it is yeah oh yeah well i i understand things change and so forth but i just they don't want to make a big deal out of who was cut like literally who cares i'll just say this when i was at the cadillac dealership in delray beach today the guy the valet there yes they have a valet at the Cadillac dealership but he said his two kids in their 20s live at home with him and I said well ain't that something I said I left home at 17 but I wanted to leave home at 17 it wasn't like I was kicked out I didn't want to live with my parents anymore and Serena was the exact same thing and he goes well it forces you to grow up fast and I said yes it did and he goes I told my kids you're not ready for prime time so just the way that it is now compared to the way that it was then. And I'll only say this before we move on and take a look toward tonight's games. I just, I can't believe how much people care about who is the most, the best Canadian NHL team on December 14th, because it doesn't matter. I equate it to the college football playoff announcement, the semifinals of the top four teams, Washington, Alabama, Texas, and Michigan. Darren, they're still talking about it. <laughs> How long has it been? It's been almost two weeks since they announced the top four, the semifinal in college football, and they're still talking about it. And the reason I bring up today is Her Kirk Herbstreet, the ESPN college guru, just told FSU, Florida State fans, to shut up. It's the top four teams right now. And he goes, I didn't have you in the top four when, even before your quarterback got hurt. What don't you get? but it's the whining and it's the incessant crying. Here's me complaining about complainers. This is why you don't hear me complain, Darren. Did I ever tell you this? If I complained as a kid, whack. And that is a fact. <laughs> Serena and I were talking about that the other day. You don't like what's for supper? Guess you're not eating then. One of Serena's friends said, she was, I'm just waiting for my kids to tell me what they want for supper. She was like, what? I don't know what it was like in your house. Ate it. <laughs> so. Yeah, we... We weren't ordering um, off the menu. Yeah, yeah. John and Edmonton, don't be that guy. How many times, Clark, is the over-under that John Kirby's going to tell us the CFL schedule's out? It's come out while we're on the air. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I haven't even had a chance to even, I haven't even opened it, John, in Edmonton. 
stand down. Please. Football Friday, we'll go through with it tomorrow. Now, you know, with our Bet Regal official uh, betting partner that we have here, we got three, six, eight games in the NHL tonight. They're big NHL supporters, Bet Regal. And they love when we talk about our top five, bottom five in the NHL. And they love when we talk about our week 15 NFL games, which we're going to do tomorrow. We could go through here right now, and maybe we will. Who do we think is going to win tonight in the NHL? We could literally spend two hours a day previewing that night's NHL games because I wonder about this. Blue Jackets at the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. The Leafs coming home after having their way with the previously anointed number one team in the NHL, the New York Rangers. They schooled them the other night. What do you expect out of the Columbus? Like, Columbus is terrible. They're terrible. This should be a laugher tonight. What do you think? It should be, but you're talking about a team um, that you have said, right, plays as good as they have to, steps up when they need to. When you look at Columbus coming across your schedule, you kind of sit there and think, we don't have to play very hard. We're going to beat these guys. These guys are brutal. Yeah. And the problem is it's going to end up being a close, tight game because they won't take care of business. I just can foreshadow this, <laughs> right? So I think this is a great test to, you know, play 60 minutes and prove to everybody where you belong in the standings and how much better you are than Columbus. And you really should be able to have your way with them. But I'll, you know, wait and see what happens tonight. Well, the over-under is set at 6.5 goals tonight. And while, to me, that seems like a lot, they scored 10. It was 7-3, Leafs at the Rangers the other night. So 6.5 might not be that much, and that's a whole other thing. I don't know. I'm not an NHL scout or personnel person, but how many teams carry three goalies? Because the other night, they got Martin Jones in net. They got Samsonov on the bench, and Joseph Walls hurt. Is that a year-long thing? Seems like they always have three guys around, even when Matt Murray was hurt last year. Looks like you have some intelligence on that. No, well, I mean, they try not to, but I think injuries have forced them into having three goaltenders. And I think that's one of the reasons the Leafs brought in Martin Jones, you know, to make sure you have depth at that position. And no greater example than what Vegas went through last year. They were down to their sixth goalie by the time they hoisted the Stanley Cup, you know, in Aiden Hill. So you have to have goaltending depth now and deal with injuries and Samsonov hasn't been able to play consistently and stay healthy. And now this tough injury to, to uh, Wool has forced Martin Jones to become the guy. And yet, and they won 7-3. I'm a fan. Yeah. 902-518-3033 is uh, the number to write us here for Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers, 902-518-3033. Ask for it by name at your favorite beer, wine, and spirit store. There you go. Or you can write in on the streaming as well. Um, Washington at Philadelphia, Carolina at Detroit, the Calgary Flames are at Minnesota. Interesting discussion we had the other day between you and I. You think the Flames, you said they have the talent to still make the playoffs. Do you think they're going to make the playoffs, Calgary? Because I just don't. We're not even at the halfway mark, not even close to the halfway mark, but I don't see the Calgary Flames winning the playoffs, and quite frankly, I don't see them winning at Minnesota tonight. I just don't know, but I'm going to say 
yes. I'm still optimistic that the Flames can get into the playoffs because I, th- I look back at uh, we keep comparing them to Florida because Paul Maurice with a new team, Ryan Huska with a new team, and what Florida did as the season went on. I think the, more, the longer that Ryan Huska is there this year, the more together the team will get, the better they will get. So I anticipate them to get better in the back half of the season and sneak into the playoffs. But it, like I said this early, it's going to be a long season of ups and downs and your heart rate going crazy and your blood pressure for Flames fans. I don't envy them because you'll never be comfortable and just be able to kick your feet up. I'll pause the discussion for a minute. That's what's fun about this show. I elicited or solicited, however you want to say it, text messages 902-518-3033. Natasha in Winnipeg has written in, in all caps. She says the CFL schedule is out. Let's talk about it. Um, Can we at least please push it to next segment so I can at least look at the schedule? Because for one, I get disappointed. I get disappointed. And maybe this is a realistic um, expectation of mine. Where, like, again, what I tell you the other day, I don't have expectations anymore of anybody, so I don't get disappointed. Or I, don't, I don't get disappointed. Every year I expect to hear some sort of schedule release party, some sort of schutzpah pizzazz around the CFL schedule, and every year I get disappointed, so I'm not really thinking about it. I know everybody's going crazy about it. I get it. Your summer plans, maybe you're going to buy Christmas season tickets now because the schedule's out, but I would have liked to have seen a little more pizzazz than it's slipping into our inbox on a uh, Thursday at 1 p.m. You know what? Like, please. Can we have a little imagination? I just... I'm sorry. It's how I feel. Jeff, the Stamps fan, regarding the Flames, writes in and says, I remember Ed Whalen once saying during a live broadcast, 1984-1985, Mike Vernon, if you're watching, get down to the Saddle Dome. The Flames need you. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I don't think right now the Calgary Flames need uh, a goaltender, but they need something. And by the way, I'll get to your comments from people in a second. I literally, I don't know what the hell's going in. I got to be careful. I got to take a break here and probably go do a quick little meditation uh, in the commercial break or I'm going to lose my spit. But what do they call it? The uh, Ed Whalen Media Lounge in the Saddle Dome? The Peter Maher Broadcast Booth. Just legendary things. 40 years later, Jeff the Stamps fan remembers Ed Whalen saying, Mike Vernon, if you're watching, get down to the Saddle Dome. Serena said this other day, with regards to current NHL announcers... You know, you know the Dodge family, our good friends. She goes, let's go ask Blake and Brad. They're big Lightning fans because of their dad. If they can name two announcers on national television of NHL broadcasts in the United States. Just think about it. Uh, and it's different than in Canada. It's, everybody knows Chris Cuthbert. Everybody knows certain guys. But there ain't an Ed Whalen around anymore. And when John Lynch passed away at 86 the former voice of the Rough Riders. I'm like, well, where's the next ones? Where are the next ones? And I know it's kind of a rhetorical question, Darren, because I don't think you have an answer for that. I would have struggled to get the national guys on ESPN, let alone the Dodge kids. Why did they kill those guys? 
Darren, tell me. I'm not going away without an answer. <laughs> when I hear that, you know how my mind works. I think opportunity, right? That there's an opportunity for somebody to come along. But there's a difference between those guys with personality and somebody with just a random shtick or a catchphrase, you know? Those guys had true personality, distinct. And not even, not even like, you know, the funny lines. Look at Jim Hewson, you know, the commanding voice. Bob Cole with how he, you know, illustrated and narrated the drama of the game, you know, and there's very few guys that's, and, and girls that step up in whatever role they're in and own it and have personality. And when they're on, you know, it's them, right? When you can yeah. remember them by name or by voice and be like, ah, so-and-so is back on, you know what I mean? And it makes you feel good. Um, I think it's missing, but I also think it's an opportunity for somebody to step up. Uh, John Ohm, Ohm says, Ed Whalen was awesome. Those quotes and voice, amazing. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, you're the, <laughs> you're the next one, Rod. No, I don't think so. I laughed when we had John Shannon on here weeks ago, and he was like, Rod, back in yours in my heyday. I'm like, I thought I was still in my heyday. Oh, thanks for the update. No, Darren said it, though. They don't like you to have a personality, and they don't like you to have an opinion. And unfortunately, I've got too much of both. When we come back, we've got our NHL top five, bottom five coming up. We will have a look at the CFL schedule. It slid into our inbox here as we've been on the air an hour or two. And Julie Robenheimer coming up a little later on. You know her. You love her. Days gone by, USA Hockey, Elite Prospects, Sirius XM, NHL Radio. Now, julierobenheimer.com. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. All right, welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. It is episode number 1142, and we are live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, of course, daily, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Don't mind me, I'm just updating <laughs> ye old website, rodpeterson.com. Let's bring in the moose. Here we go. Listen, if you just can't get enough of us, and I, I don't know why or how you couldn't, 
You can go to rodpeterson.com daily and uh, read the commentary. We've got all the news that I'd like to be able to fit into this show and can't, like the major junior scores, the NLL scores and stuff. It's all there, and I'm just updating the CFL schedule. And I'll say this, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. 902-518-3033 if you want to write in um, with whatever you'd like to talk about. A lot of the CFL fans are excited, and they should be, that the schedule was released something about 20 minutes ago. And I got the information here, and I'm going to read from that in a second. But 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter brings you our CFL coverage our text line and you can find them at your favorite beer wine and spirit store i we've heavily covered the uh, nhl story from last night and i think what's going on tonight i got my robe ready the crown handy and we're not getting out of this segment without doing the nhl top five bottom five because i want to do it which reminds me darren it is if you forgot the rod peterson show and i told you i was talking to hurricane huber the other day the owner and operator of Cat Country 98. You know what he told me about my commentary and this show? I know I told you, but I'm going to rhetorically ask you. You know what he told me? What's that? Do you remember what he said? Talk about whatever the hell you want. That's the kind of boss that I want to work for. I said, Hurricane, exactly. I'll go through a wall for you. So you, I think he's got my report running like four or five times a day, my commentary. And today, is it today? I believe it's about... Tommy Cutlets DeVito and the Giants. So anyways, streaming, text line, here we go. The CFL will kick off its 2024 schedule with a Grey Cup rematch. The Grey Cup champion Montreal Alouettes will open the campaign visiting the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on June 6th. The Alouettes defeated the Bombers 28-24 in this year's final at Tim Hortons Field. Scott Milanovic makes his debut at Tiger Cat as Tiger Cats head coach the following night as Hamilton faces the Calgary Stampeders at McMahon Stadium. The game could also feature the return of veteran quarterback Bo Levi, Mitch, uh, Bo Levi to the Alberta City. I will guarantee you this. I can say this with all every fiber of my being. We're the only ones on the air talking about this right now. We're the only ones. So we're either, either crazy or way ahead of our time. History will judge that. We don't know right now the answer. Bo Levi, of course, after that last playoff game in Hamilton, said it looked like his days are done. Um, I also will continue this story, Darren, before I get your thoughts on the viewers. The opening week of the 2024 season will feature Saskatchewan facing the Edmonton Elks at Commonwealth Stadium on June 8th. In Corey Mace's debut as Rough Riders head coach, and the Argos will entertain the BC Lions at BMO Field June 9th, and the Ottawa Red Blacks, after an opening week bye, will host Winnipeg on June 13th. So, I'm, oh, and Montreal will raise its championship banner June 20th before its home game against Ottawa. So, I'm afraid you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. If you're going to turn around the Titanic, you're going to hit a few icebergs. If I'm going to hurt some feelings here, I don't care. We're big CFL fans, there's no doubt. I'm highly disappointed that there was nothing more than a news release, really, to announce the new season coming out and the schedule release. So there's that. And there was a guy here. You met him at Grey Cup. Colin from Ottawa watches this show daily. He writes in and he says, uh, oh, here's Craig. 
Craig Campbell from the Hockey Hall of Fame says you are way ahead of your time. I think so, and I think I'll be dead by the time everybody figures that out. That's the thing that scares the hell out of me. But Colin says we are a loud and passionate bunch. <coughs> yeah, CFL honks can't keep quiet. There you go. So, so, so there you go. The, the schedule's out. I'm, just, I, I, I'm disappointed today. I am. That there's not more than this. Is it too much to ask? I don't know. Because I hate to sit here and criticize. It's not, you know, it doesn't make me feel good. You don't um, have to. I'm doing it. No, but, you know, I don't disagree. Like, I, I'd like to see more. And thing is, I got a ton of ideas. Like, you didn't have, like... I, I understand the NFL gets all the teams. They get the videos. They do, you know, fun stuff. They know the schedule um, far in advance so that they can plan and shoot these things, and it's fun. Um, CFL could do that. Or you could, you know, it's Christmas time. Do the 12 days of Christmas, and each day reveal a different game leading out to the full schedule release, you know? I mean, the main points, we didn't know about the Grey Cup rematch, but that's typically always happens pretty early in the year. We knew there was going to be a balanced schedule, so that's not news. That was announced at Grey Cup, and that's really exciting. You're going to see every player or every team come to your stadium at least once. So those are all really good things. We knew that was going to happen. Playoff Saturdays, we knew that was coming. So what are you really telling us here except making sure that you get your tickets available so people can buy them for Christmas? That's really all you're doing, um, which is still good, but it's just it could be so much better. And it's not. Uh, and I, I do hear it a lot. Craig Campbell's checking in, as I said, from the Hockey Hall of Fame. He's a hockey guy, an NHL guy, but he's an Argos fan. Maybe first and foremost. So he spends enough time here in the States to get that they say the same thing about the NHL. That they could do so much better. And maybe that's true. I don't know. I've learned so much in my time here that you would have never, ever thought. You know, and I, I, think, I think it ain't ever going to change, just so you know. Like, spending time in Calgary, we've tried to whip up controversy and stuff, and it, they, they, they're just not having it. You know, I remember in August, wanted to, you know, the Flames or the Stamps were home one night, and the lead story on Global News was that the rice was going in the Saddle Dome. I'm like, really? You're flipping pro football teams playing tonight, and all you guys want to talk about is the ice going in the saddle. But that's just the way that it is. And I think the football people in Canada are used to it. They don't really care. And here, with the hockey people, it's, it's just it's the, it's the reverse. Because I've told you there's a very tiny pocket of hockey people here in South Florida, and I'm so grateful that they've welcomed me into it, and they're now part of our podcast, the Cats and Bolts podcast. But... They don't sit and think about it. They don't expect the coverage. They don't whine that the NHL is not talked about on SportsCenter. They don't expect it. <laughs> and yeah. I guess that's the difference. You got Bob Irving in Winnipeg, whom I love. This is not a criticism of Bob, but it's Bob's always complaining that they're leading off with the NFL on SportsCenter and not talking about the CFL playoff game. They're not, not enough people care, Bob. You need to accept it. My point is the NHL in America, they just accept it. They don't care. They go on and do their business. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, things change and evolve and grow, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. I remember, like, um, you talk about the ice going in in Calgary. I mean, I remember being in Winyard 
And when we when the word got out that the ice was going in at the Winyard Memorial Arena, it was like Christmas morning. It was like the greatest day. That was like a big different. news. You no, know, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, now yeah. today, yeah. But now it's evolved to like. You mean the ice isn't in all year round? Aren't they playing all year round? What, what is it a big deal that the ice is going in? You know, that's not a big deal anymore, especially when your pro football team's playing. It's different. It used to be cool. It's not cool anymore. It's not the thing. Well, I get it. I mean, I'm from a small town. Serena's from a small town. I'm not sure that's the best example to use. Maybe, it, maybe it's the perfect example. I'm not sure. It's a very big day in the small town when the ice goes in. I agree. Not in Calgary. And maybe in Calgary, it may be in Calgary, it's a bigger deal than I think that the ice is going in the saddle home and the Stampeders are playing that same night. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I spent a lot of time there, but maybe not enough. Um, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, where is the commissioner, Randy Ambrosi? Clearly a rhetorical question because you're asking the wrong two guys. We don't know. Um, Jeff, the Stams fan, says, so what you're saying, Darren, is that the CFL did reveal little by little similar to your 12 Days of Christmas idea. I feel like he's got that wrong. Do you want to take yeah. it? Well, I mean, it was just at, at uh, Randy Ambrosi's State of the League address at Grey Cup. wasn't like little by little leading to a, a, a schedule unveiling that we knew was coming on a certain day, right? Imagine if you did like a 12 days of Christmas and each day, okay, on the 12th day of Christmas, you know, they gave you a Grey Cup rematch, da-da-da-da-da, right? And then you, you, and you know that on the last day and you know it's going to be on Friday, the schedule is going to be released. We'd all be excited. We'd all be waiting for it, right? But instead, it's just like, oh, here's the schedule. <laughs> and you're caught with your pants down, kind of, because you're like not expecting it. Imagine. Imagine if we knew it was coming today. And we could have had it on our thumbnail. We could have told fans, tune in, because we're going to be going through the schedule unveiling. No. Instead, we got uh, Would have helped us stuff. a lot. Sure. Would have helped the fans, Would have helped too. us a lot. We could have had CFL people lined up to come on and analyze the schedule and do a breakdown. But, but instead, here we are. Surprise. Yeah. Colin in Ottawa says ESPN has the U.S. NHL broadcast rights and you never hear about the league on first take. Stephen A. and company just don't care about stick and puck. No, they don't, Colin, but my point is that in america the nhl people and the hockey people are just accepted it they don't complain and bitch about it every day like cfl fans in canada about the coverage of their league and fyi it's only going to get worse is what i've been trying to tell you for ages with yahoo shutting down its canadian sports department is the worst possible thing for the cfl and frankly canadian nhl teams and whatever other nll they're not, they're not going to cover canadian sports they're just going to pick up whatever's cheap coming out of the states for easy cheap for them to to uh post if you will in canada and that'll be college football it'll be nfl and it's interesting that reminds me the poll question while we're sitting here i mean this game tonight i have like zero interest in i tried i asked darren to give me a reason to watch and he couldn't it's not a failing on you by the way 
but the yeah. poll question is uh, Thursday night football tonight. It's brought to you by Key Auto Group. Key Auto Group, driven by safety, experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. Who will win on Thursday night football? Two backup quarterbacks that I could not pick out of a police lineup. Chargers at the Raiders, and 63% say the Raiders will win tonight on Thursday night football. Easton Stick, that's his damn name. His quarterback in the Chargers and Aiden O'Connell or O'Donnell, the Raiders, I don't know him either. But Darren, we didn't do top five, bottom five. You have to come back for overtime, okay? We're going to do it then. Okay. I'll be back. Julie Robenheimer joins us next. Hockey analysts, we're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me, or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Six games in the National Hockey League tonight. Our Florida teams are on the road. Panthers at Vancouver. Bobby Lou will be honored there by the Canucks prior to the game. And the Lightning are at the Oilers. Chicago Blackhawks and Connor Bedard at Seattle. And uh, up in that tri-state area, Philadelphia home to Washington, the New York teams are off. Let's welcome in Julie Robenheimer now of julierobenheimer.com. No stranger to the RP Show. Jules, welcome back to the RP Show. And I got to ask you, I just looked at the standings, and I don't know how old you are, and I'm not asking. But I see the Rangers, Islanders, and Flyers all in playoff spots, and I'm thinking, what is it, 1987? It's good times up there. Yeah, it's definitely good times, but... More than anything, the Metro is just wild. There are so yeah. many close games, and the teams themselves are so close together. You can't just win one game in the Metro. You need to go on like a four-game, five-game winning streak in order to get any kind of separation or traction within the division. Which, interestingly enough, the Islanders have. And I just wonder... What's caught you the most off guard by all of this? And we've got to be mindful that we're not even at the halfway point, Mark. But apparently that doesn't matter. Let's just go goo-goo-ga-ga with what's happened. What surprised you the most? I think the, the most surprising part is that it's been completely unpredictable. You know, I mean, last week, Islanders fans were calling for Lane Lambert's head. They wanted him gone, like yesterday. And then they pull it together and they're like, okay, he's not so bad. We'll keep him. So it's one of those things where, you know, you were just talking about how fans don't care about whether their team is on TV or not, um, or at least from a national perspective. They definitely care if they're winning or not. You know, the fans in Ottawa are pretty much irate. 
the fans in Philly don't believe what they're seeing. They definitely think this is a figment <laughs> of their imagination and that the Flyers are going to tank the rest of the season, which, I mean, granted, it is a possibility. But I sit there and I say, embrace it for what it is. Enjoy it for what it is. Every game at this point for a Metropolitan team is important. Like, it is significant. It is a huge, huge swing. You've got four teams tied at 31 points. You've got something like seven teams within four or five points of each other. Like, you can swing in one night. In one night, you can swing from, like, second in the division to, like, fifth out of the playoffs. It's crazy. Well, and the winner's the fans, and it feels like playoff hockey come early. But I, I got to ask you this about Philly, and I know you've told me this story about your parents and your upbringing and, and how they got together and stuff. Flyers, Devils, who's more in your heart? Are they even? Who's ahead of whom in that? Those two. Uh, funny, I actually just had a conversation about this last night. I was at the Devils game, and somebody asked me that. And I, I am a, uh, a a non-discriminant hockey fan. Like, I will watch any game, any team. It doesn't matter um, to me. As long as it's a good game and an entertaining game, I'm happy as a clam. So, um, I mean, I did grow up watching the Flyers. Um, but I did also work full time for the Devils. So um, they both hold a special place in my heart. Um, and I'm not even just saying that. Like, I legitimately enjoy um, watching both of them. I, I regularly go to both of their games. Um, and, uh, but I'm just as happy watching anybody else play as well. So I just love it. Okay, fair. Both is, both is fine. And I am exactly the same way about mm -hmm. the game myself. So. And I know you're following them closely. And here's my question about these Flyers, because I would say out of the, almost the entire NHL, they're a surprise so far. And we had Brian Propp on last week. He's crediting uh, Daniel Breyer. He's crediting a little bit Keith Jones. Not a lot of credit went to Torts from Proper. That's not to say he's all right about everything, but how do you, well, who are you crediting this turnaround to? Uh, truthfully, I think it's a group effort. I mean, one of the things that I think is so, so, so important to remember about this team is that the past two years, they have been absolutely plagued by injuries that has absolutely decimated their lineup um, on both sides of the ice. So when you think about that, they were able to get players like Sean Couturier back. They got Kim Atkinson back. I mean, they may not be lighting the league up, but they are a huge part of their offensive attack. and. I, I give a ton of credit to John Tortorella because when this team plays hard and they are strong on their puck pursuit, they give themselves a chance to win every single night. And that is directly from John Tortorella. He has figured out a way to get these guys to play with heart and passion and effort and to play for each other. Uh, I mean, I think we heard Carter Hart the other night talk about um, how much they love each other and how much they want to support each other in the locker room and that it shows in their chemistry on the ice and uh, the commitment that they're willing to play with. So um, I credit a lot of that to John Tortorella, but I will also say I think Danny Breer and Keith Jones have really enhanced that culture and really brought the team together not only as like the players on the ice, but as an organization, like we are in this together and we're going to battle through this and do what we can to make this club 
um, better each and every day. And they've been committed to their game plan, both like actual game plan on the ice and, and how they want to win hockey games, but also like how they want to build this organization back to the prominence that it once was, you know, back in the in the 70s and 80s and um, and really just deliver for the fans that they're putting forth an effort because in Philly wins or losses. I don't want to say they don't care because they definitely do, <laughs> but more so than anything, as long as they feel they are getting the best effort out of this team every night, the fans are going to be happy and they're going to support them and be excited for them and, um, and, and want to cheer for them and root them on. And I think that that just, you know, perpetuates the snowball and it gets bigger and bigger and um, they just continue rolling. Well, it's interesting watching the rotating stable of coaches they've had through there. And I talked to a, a Flyers great, Joe Watson. It was just a little over a year ago, and he was so devastated by how bad the team was, and he didn't see any way out of it. And he was just so he didn't. He was just so discouraged and depressed about the Flyers. And I saw them here a couple of years ago on Thanksgiving night before Thanksgiving, and I'm like. I'm a big Carter Hart fan. It's not a shock to our viewers. They all know. And I felt bad for him. I'm like, this team is so bad. Why is Carter Hart getting all the thing? So then they turn it like this my qu and turn it around. It seems fast from the outside. You've been watching it daily. Probably isn't as fast as it looks to us. But Carter Hart seems to be a new goalie. And isn't that funny how you get to be a lot better of a goalie when guys give a crap in front of you? Yeah, I mean, that's not surprising at all. <laughs> um, I, I, what I like about uh, Carter's game is how he has evolved. You know, I mean, obviously, a lot of people want to talk about how this is a contract year for him. And in many respects, it also feels somewhat of an audition for Team Canada uh, in the Olympics, should the NHL participate. So there's no doubt that Carter Hart is putting forth his best effort in uh, what he's doing on the ice. But I think a lot of that goes to the defensive effort in front of him. And that's not only just guys like giving a crap, but that's guys communicating with him so that he can be a better goalie and be in better position. And I feel like that's something that's really um, changed this year is just um, the communication on the ice uh, between him and the defenseman and just kind of knowing where everybody is and where he wants them to be. A quick one. Johnny in Winnipeg writes in on the Sober Carpenter text line and says, are we concerned about Ovi? Are you? No. I mean, what is there to be concerned about? Like, the, the dude is a legend. So it's one of those things where I have no concerns about Ovi whatsoever. Like, he's an old man. <laughs> let's face back here so i mean yeah there's the big talk about him being goalless i think if he goes goalless tonight it's 10 games or maybe he's already at 10 games we're somewhere around that mark and um yeah okay it happens i mean and it's not even like the capitals are are lighting the world on fire you know and, and everybody else is scoring and he's not like that's that's not the case either so yeah i'm i'm not concerned about Ovechkin at all He's just fine. Yeah. Uh, Julie, where can people read your stuff and follow you? 
Well, you can follow me on Twitter, on social media. I haven't written a lot uh, lately. I've been focusing on um, actually a travel business that I started for hockey fans to travel around and watch their favorite teams on the road. Uh, that basically stemmed from my work in hockey. I was always traveling. And of course, I love to do cool stuff and eat cool stuff and see cool things. And um, I would always share it on my Instagram and people started asking if they could come with me. So last season I decided, well, we'll mm -hmm. give it a go. And uh, I organized a group trip and, um, and now I seem to be doing a lot more of that. Um, but of course I still love coming on shows like yours and talking hockey and sharing my love for the game in um, every way possible. Well, uh, you have a open invitation here. I will say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Thanks for the time today and hopefully we can do it again soon. All right, sounds good. I'll see you in January then. Awesome. <laughs> Julie Robenheimer joining us. If that tour ever comes down to South Florida, we'll be here. It's a wonderful place to come watch hockey, especially in the winter. Most joins us next for overtime, and we will get to the NHL Top 5, Bottom 5. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Live. Everybody, it's your lucky day because you're joining us just in time for Overtime, brought to you by Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, where skill and fun collide. But it's also our NHL Top 5, Bottom 5. Let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. Hi, Moose. Thanks for checking in and answering. It wouldn't be anywhere near as fun if I did this on my own. You know what I mean? If I just sat here and read it oh, into yeah. the camera. I got you. Um, and don't adjust. Yeah, don't adjust your sets, everyone. The host is wearing... A king's robe and crown. Bet Regal brings you our top five, bottom five NHL teams every week. And if you're ready, are you ready, Darren? Let's go. Okay, here we go, everybody. It's the NHL top five, bottom five, for our exclusive and official betting partner, Bet Regal, where we go through the top five, bottom five teams of the National Hockey League. And number one, I don't think it's to anybody's surprise, it's the Vegas Golden Knights by far, and not just because they're five points clear of the number two team. They're plus 32 goal differential. Vegas is on their way to repeating as Stanley Cup champions. You heard it here first. Number two. It's the Boston Bruins, clearly still ticked about last year's playoffs. Don't believe what you read online in the hype. The Bruins are still all that. Number three is the New York Rangers. Their 722 winning percentage is the only other team in the 700s. Despite their loss to the Leafs the other night, the Rangers are number three. The Winnipeg Jets are the third, sorry, number four team in the NHL, number one in Canada. The Jets, top Canadian team, and they've got more road wins than home wins. How about that? And the fourth team is the Vancouver Canucks. Three wins in a row, and they just happen to be hosting the game of the night tonight, the Canucks. So two Canadian teams in the top five, and I ain't joshing. The bottom five are these, Darren. The Col this is just the bottom five of the standings. It's very easy. 28th team is the Columbus Blue Jackets. 29th team, the Ottawa Senators. DJ Smith was not the next coach to be fired. It was Craig Berube, but... I don't believe DJ will end the season. He shouldn't. San Jose, the third worst team, 30th overall. The Anaheim Ducks have lost four in a row and sunk to 31. They are who we thought they were. The Anaheim Ducks, 
And the Chicago Blackhawks are the worst team in the NHL. And some will say to you, but they're not that bad. Yes, they are. That's your NHL top five, bottom five for Bet Regal. Moose, to recap, Vegas, Boston, New York, Winnipeg, Vancouver. Like where, I'm, not, I'm sorry, I don't know where your Kings have gone. They've been your number one team. They've slipped from standings-wise right out of the, I think they're sixth overall in the NHL. I don't know what's happened to the LA Kings. Yeah, they're on the outside for me this week um, just because they've lost three in a row. And when you've lost three in a row, you're not one of the top five teams in the National Hockey League in the moment. Still pretty good. I mean, prior to that, they were 6-0-1 in their previous seven games before dropping three in a row. But they're out of the top five. I'm with you. I think the Leafs are a lot closer. Just one regulation loss in their last 10 games. Um, so I think they're a lot closer to the top five. But I agree. I'm with your top five right now um, looking at it. The other team that's kind of in the middle that we might hear from before long, the Islanders are starting to put together some wins. And they're maybe a top 10 team in the National Hockey League now. So that's, uh, that's interesting for me. But other than that, I'm, I'm pretty good with yours this week. I appreciate that. The bottom five, it's not, I didn't take the easy way out. I just think the bottom five teams are an accurate representation of who the bottom five teams are in the NHL. Going from 32nd up, Chicago, Anaheim, San Jose, Ottawa, Columbus. And I'll be honest with you, I can't, I don't understand where the talk's coming from that Ottawa is going to make the playoffs because every time I turn on the TV, they lose. Ottawa. Um, the Berube firing, I think, surprised a lot of people. It did. Just because they just won a Stanley Cup not that long ago. It feels like not that long ago. But um, do you think DJ Smith is the next guy fired? Or do you believe the owner that says he's going to finish the season? I think he's going to finish the season. I think bringing in Jacques Martin helps. Um, I think where people think where Ottawa is, is they're below in the standings, but I keep talking about these games in hand. Well, they've got a bunch of games in hand, but it's only really an advantage if you're going to win them. And right now they're not winning the games. You know, they're still just oh. hover 500, drop a game or two below. They need to put together four or five wins in a row, or they need to win six or seven of, you know, a 10-game stretch to put themselves back into uh, the conversation. But they've got the opportunity because they have the games in hand, but they need to take advantage. I read, uh, I'm sorry, I heard it on the radio today. Potential is a thing that gets you fired. <laughs> I mean, you've been in those meetings when our staff brings up potential and my head explodes. Potential doesn't mean a damn thing. Unless something's done with it. You know? Anyways, it's odd signing off the air with you, Moose. Thanks for joining us. This has been fun. See you tomorrow. You bet. Great show. And everybody else, noon Eastern here at Game Plus and Key Radio. McFly! Hello! What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.